out there. Rocket man. That's worse. That what about missile man? Now that stinks. Come on, Bigelow, give us a better name. Come on, yeah. Bigelow. Oh, come on. How about Rocketeer? Welcome to the Movie Phone Podcast, Second Run. I'm Phil Perello. Joining me today is Tony Maceo. Hi. Rachel Horner. Hello. And the industrious Drew Taylor. Hello. We're here to talk about Tony's pick, The Rocketeer, a 90s classic that everyone should have seen. If you haven't, we can't be friends. Tony, why did you pick this movie? Um, this movie was um, a good part of my childhood. Um, yeah, it was. I had it on VHS and definitely kind of glorified the, uh, like, sort of, it was kind of like my first superhero movie in a way, if that makes sense, in regards to kind of average everyday guy finds really cool thing, gains power of a certain kind. Uh, lashes out the establishment and then subsequently gets the girl. So it's pretty much like the full package as a kid in regards to a film. So for this is the first superhero movie you ever saw? I would not ever you saw, didn't tell but the one that Tony is 12. Yeah, I'm also 12 <laughs> years old. Um, not, not that I ever saw, but the first one that like resonated with me, I guess, okay. if that makes sense in okay. terms of like, oh, that's clearly the hero. This is clearly the damsel in distress. This is clearly the villain. It's like the structure and the arc of everything kind of like it, everything kind of clicked finally to a certain degree. And not that other movies didn't, but this came out in 91. So I saw it a few years after that. So I think like six or seven. Um, but it was like the first time I kind of recognized structure in a film in regards to like a superhero movie and like kind of having like the leading man sort of thing. That's interesting because it was three years after Batman. Batman, right. right. Mm-hmm. And only a year after Dick Tracy. Yeah. So what was that other podcast? Um, yeah. And then, you know, like I said, I was. I was born in 88. This came out in 91. So, like, again, this is, like, I caught this way after the wave of it came out in 91. Um, and I just, yeah, for some reason, I just I really attached to it as a kid. And still, I, I I liked watching it again, man. I thought it was, I still think it's a good movie. You know, I, I saw the, uh, well, this came out two years after right. 80, Batman 89. Right. Like nine, I saw it at their, like, 20th anniversary screen. Is it the first? The cap? Uh, no, uh, they did one at the ArcLight with okay. a Q&A okay. uh, with the writers. And it's the first time I had seen it in a long time. And I was, like, surprised how, like, the nostalgia factor of it was great. Some of the special effects were great, but the actual, like, narrative plot of the script had some, had some problems. Like, it yeah, didn't what, really what shake hands. Problems? It just, I mean, it just didn't, like, sometimes it kind of, like, lurches from scene to scene, and there's some, like, characters behave in ways that don't feel natural. It just kind of, like, justifies, like, the momentum of going from one set piece to another or one scene to another. So that that I, I, I bumped into that. At the same time, though, uh, Bill Campbell should be in more things. Like, this movie. Billy Campbell. Billy Campbell, Billy. excuse me. See, that's that's oh, actually my. So good. He's so likable in this movie. I agree. Tony was saying that ah, he does that's, not. That's he actually, he's a weak you don't like yeah, Cliff That was yeah. So actually, upon rewatch, that was the what the thing that I that didn't carry over as a kid is. I feel like he doesn't bring enough to the part. I think he plays it well. I think he. I think what Drew and I kind of touched on it. I think he did well with what he had in his skill set overall. Um, but there weren't like a lot of awesome like. Studly leading men in '91 that I can remember. Okay, so he's had a kind of a weird career. I mean, very was, weird career. Was, was 
Dracula the same year or the year before? He was one of the cowboys in that movie. In yes. Stoker's Dracula. I think it was 92. Okay. The first thing I ever saw him was in Was Enough with Jennifer Lopez. I think oh, that's really? what most people remember He's him. He's the terrible, mm-hmm. He's the bad dude in that. husband. I remember him from uh, the Outrageous Okona episode of Next Generation. Wow. Generation. Ooh, wow. That's a deep yeah. cut. Yeah. It's a nerdy cut. <laughs> He's been in a lot of stuff, man. He's been in a lot. Yeah, quite he's a making money. He's Wasn't he in Brothers and Sisters? I don't think so. I feel like you just say any movie and then there's a good chance he was yeah, in it or a TV show that he guest starred on. Once and again, excuse me. Once that was the show. Out of Seal Award. Um, mm-hmm. that, that being said, um, there are some other really good performances, I think. I love Alan Arkin in this. He is the he's best. Awesome. Yeah, he's great. The best. Um, just If they were going to remake this, just give him that part again. There are a who lot of really he? great small roles. Alan Arkin? Yeah, who is he in this movie? He's the he's Peavy. Yeah. His buddy, the, his, his he's Alfred. He's this sidekick. Uh, I love that they live okay. together. Yeah. yeah. In above above a diner. Yeah. No, that, no, they don't live above a oh, diner. Oh, they don't live above the diner. That's just the, yeah. the hangout They had a spot. house that the FBI had right. destroyed. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I love the plane yeah. that Cliff flies. That's a cool design for a plane. Like yeah. It's... Are you talking about the first plane? Yeah. The opening scene? Yeah. Yeah. This thing, they said they, they tee this movie up pretty well in terms of the action, I think, overall. And it's campy and, like, pretty... I, I, very pulpy, yeah. which I think they kind of nail, and I don't know if people were necessarily ready for that in '91. Yeah, especially off the heels of Richard Tracy doing so terribly. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing that Disney went right back to the well. It was yeah. Like- yeah. Well, it was weird because it did feel very Dick Tracy esque. Did you mm-hmm. like it, Rachel? We'll save that for the end. But oh, shit. I was kind of, I'm on the fence, I guess. It wasn't that it was like a bad movie to me. It just, I wasn't really here. I'm. Here's the thing about me. If your movie twist is Nazis, I'm over it already. I've seen <laughs> enough movie twists with Nazis. I get it. Like, it's a fun to have history inspire movies. But can we just... Can we not anymore with the Nazi I, twist? I love that. I, I think that's the, a great twist. I love the twist, and I. There's I think just Timothy, so many Nazis in all of these movies. There aren't that many Nazis in this movie, though. There are I know, Nazis but like towards that the end. That it is like, but that that that's the twist. Like, well, I get it. I don't know. It's sort of interesting. It's. I think Timothy Dalton is amazing in this movie. He's so great villain. And great villain. Especially at so the end funny. when he's in the blimp and he's speaking with a German accent. That part mm-hmm. is just like, he just went for it. Mm-hmm. And he's so charming. And I think he's better at this than he is at Bond. Yeah. I, I think, think so he too. plays a better villain than he does a hero. Yeah. I will say that. I, yeah. He's great as a villain. He's also great as a as a porcupine stuffed animal in Toy Story 3. Can't, <laughs> can't go wrong with that can all, uh, He just has real. such a regal tone about him. Yeah. And everything he does. I also didn't support his name. I don't remember their real names. Uh, who was the main guy? Cliff. Campbell? Cliff, Cliff. Cliff and uh, Jennifer Connelly. What was her name? Betty. Be- yeah. Betty. Hold yeah. on. I, Let's go to the well on that one. Jenny. 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 Yes. Jenny. I should Jenny know. Blake. So, her name was said so many I times. I don't know how they I do say it. a lot of characters' names. Yeah. <laughs> I don't support their coupling. I just. I don't. Yeah. I don't think really? they're a good match. No. What? He does not respect her. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he's a little bit of a... That's one of the arcs of the movie. But we, but he learns to respect her when she's not around, and so then at the end she just has to kind of be like, okay, I guess he learned, but I don't think that they worked out after the camera stopped rolling. Oh, I think they they went on many adventures yeah. together. I think she got I think he, pregnant, Vicky they had a baby, yeah. and they were like, you know what, I'm just not happy anymore. Just one and done. Yeah. She's, she saved the... I mean, should, have the, should there have been a sequel, it would have been mostly for her because she saved the blueprint of, that of the, the giant mongoloid guy stole from their apartment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So um, she saved it. So she saved bad guys it. could have been coming so after they her. Can, so so they can make it later. Yeah, on. they can make it make another new improvement. I, I also thought Paul Sorvino was great as the as the gangster. gangster. Right. There's Pretty a lot of like classic. really great like little, like Mario Martindale as the uh, the diner owner. Mm-hmm. She was good. Actually, you know what's a crazy cameo that I just caught this time? Melora Hardin's in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, that Jan singer. from, uh, yeah, the, from office. the office. She's yeah. the singer at the club. Right, I paused it to be like, she has not aged. Yeah, right. Like that now she's crazy. on the bold type on Freeform on Hulu. Which is <laughs> That's great. Also um, got Clint Howard. Clint Howard up in here. Yeah, man. And William Sanderson from from Blade Runner has another uh, some, of the yeah. uh, patrons of that of the Bulldog Cafe. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. I also like um, uh, Terry Oquin as Howard Hughes. Yes. Like, yeah. He's great. And let me tell you what's interesting about the whole Howard, Howard Hughes, Hughes thing. thing. So the Howard Hughes thing was not in the comic book. That's um, true. And the reason they put it in is in 1988, the Walt Disney Company finally got the Disneyland Hotel back from the Rather Corporation. And in this deal, they also took other Rather Corporation holdings, including the Spruce Goose and the Queen Mary, both at mm. Long Beach Harbor. So part of the reason why Howard Hughes was in this movie and the Spruce Goose is featured so prominently was to try to drive traffic to those two properties. Properties. In the summer of of 88 and 89, if you bought a ticket to Disneyland, you got a free admission to both of those parks. Interesting. And when they were looking at the second gate for Disneyland, they were talking about this project called Port Disney that was actually going to be near these two things uh, Whoa. in Long Beach. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, that's sort of the reasoning behind that. Is, that that is awesome. Very, yeah. That is a very fun fact. Yeah. Whoa. Drew's always here with the fun facts. So was he in the original script then? Or was that like... I think that was a... Well, I mean... Because he's worked in fairly Yeah, I, I think he's like, great in it. Yeah. yeah. It's a great little twist. And I love how he gives him the, the plane at the end. Yeah, it's great. It's so yeah. fun. It's it's also interesting just seeing different iterations of Howard Hughes in movies yeah. versus the reality of like what Howard Hughes was. Like yeah. he's definitely kind of given a little bit of like a Bruce Wayne air about him yeah. in this film versus like you know in reality he was a nut. Yeah, it was probably a lot sadder. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but the idea that he's like building, he's like contracted by the government to build these like yeah. jetpacks and stuff like that is just so not in line with the, yeah. the reality of Howard Hughes. But then like in other pieces of cinema, he's portrayed in different ways too. There was that new movie that came out yeah, with Paul Nairn, right? Yeah. yeah. And that was like another iteration of Howard Hughes that's just, again, yeah. not necessarily on point with the yeah. reality of it. Um, but it's kind of nuts how he's just sort of like a revered American hero yeah. to a certain degree. Uh, I love the design of The Rocketeer. Can we talk about yeah. this? So oh, Joe yeah. Johnston, who directed it, used mm-hmm. to work at ILM. Okay, he he created the design for Boba Fett, which I think you can see. He yeah. also designed the Iron Giant. Okay, and, and was one of the designers of uh, Buzz Lightyear. I think that's Story. why. Oh, yeah. I think that's why I, for until uh, we watched this movie, thought that the Rocketeer was an animated film. Really? Because of the similarities of the Iron Giant? And I think it's because I Giant. was confusing it yeah. with the yeah. cover-up, which I love the Iron Giant, so I don't know how my brain didn't figure yeah. itself out, but I think that's why I thought it was an animated movie this whole time. He's an amazing designer yeah he uh i mean he also directed honey i shrunk the kids i'm pretty sure yeah honey i shrunk the kids mm-hmm. jumanji so he's first kept, captain america first captain yeah. america october sky and more nazis october, yeah the yeah. october sky one i actually didn't know that he had directed that that's one of my favorite movies yeah that's a great is movie. that that's with the rocket film. situation yeah it's jake yeah. gyllenhaal and I'd watch that in school. Mm-hmm. yeah it's great 
It's a, uh, it's yeah, and I think he, I think he nailed the pulp thing pretty well with this. I mm-hmm. think this is a beautiful looking. It looks movie. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I agree. More so, like you know how Dick Tracy was trying to be an homage to yeah. that. This this movie was what Dick Tracy was trying to be. Yeah, I, yeah. I think this I, is this a more successful Dick Tracy. Well, I think it's yeah. more earnest. I think that yeah. everything about Dick Tracy was sort of like with a kind of quotes around it, like oh, mm-hmm. right. everything will be five colors or whatever it is. This felt like a real Saturday afternoon. Yeah, like, I agree. Cereal. Yeah. The ILM stop motion effects, I think, are cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though, like, the graphics are a bit hokey, and yeah. sick, but they still, like, they work and they yeah. feel like they hold up. Yeah. I didn't ever feel like when, you know, when Timothy Dalton's, like, falling to his fiery doom. Yeah. That's you know? so, so good. Oh, yeah. man. The climax of this movie is so good. And that's because you think it's going to be over. Yeah. And then it just, they give you another, like, quick peek after yeah. Dalton dies. With Howard coming in and saving the day on the first ever helicopter, I want to say. <laughs> Is that? First ever helicopter of all time. Just saying. With Alan Arkin. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so this was based off of a comic book that was written by uh, Dave Stevens, who he didn't really have a very uh, lustrous comic book career. He passed away in 2008, like pretty young. Um, after this movie came out, he kind of just did general illustration and design work. Um, but he's actually like a little bit of a, a touch of a cult figure in the comic book uh, illustrator world because he he turned down a lot of like high profile uh, drawing gigs. Like I think Playboy offered him like their their chief of, you know, kind of like art or yeah, something yeah. like that. And he turned it down like he turned on a lot of uh, pretty lucrative jobs just to kind of do his own thing. He met with Jack Kirby uh, at one point and they like kind of went over artwork together. And Jack Kirby even said, like, I really respect that you kind of do your own, like, just make sure you do your own thing. Like, yeah. don't don't feel compelled to kind of, like, follow the beat of everyone else's drum. Like, kind of, like, stick with your own kind of uh, style overall. And, like, really kind of nailed, like, the Art Deco vibe yeah. with this kind of artwork, which I thought was pretty cool. It was a little bit naughtier, though. Oh, yeah. Because Betty... The Ginny character was named Betty in the comic book and was more of a Betty Page type, you mm-hmm. know? Model, which maybe blah blah blah. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) She was more Madonna. She was more Madonna. Yes. Um, Well, she would have been. Yeah, I mean, she would have been like a nude. Yeah, she would have been like. How old is she supposed to be? Good question. Because she looks twelve. So the whole Timothy Dalton. Jenny situation, I was very uncomfortable because if I had seen them out at dinner, yeah. I'd be like, that's a father-daughter dinner. Mm-hmm. I like that she like gives it back to him. Oh, like, yeah. Like, yeah. You have to like uh, drug all your dates or whatever. Yeah, you but know? I was still just like, how old Like, how old are you? I was asking myself that question for most of the movie because I was yeah. very, very unsettled. She looks very young in this. Yeah. And this is only like her fifth movie, sixth yeah. movie at that point. Is this only- before? This was at, So this was after? Labyrinth. This yeah. Is, yeah, this is way after Labyrinth. This is yeah. weird. For some reason, she looks younger in this than she did in Labyrinth somehow, and I don't know how, but she does. She looks great. Um, can we also talk about uh, all the punching in this movie? There's a lot of good punching. A lot of really great. It made me want to punch a dude. Yeah. Right in the face. Punch me later. Okay. Go for it. I'll take you up on Do that. Do your thing. Did we like the um, the funny like cameos from other stars when they're in the Seven Seas? club where like WC Fields walks by and he's like oh hello (laughs) or whatever yeah that's the thing that's why I think it felt more authentic to that time period because like again hokey but didn't feel like super ridiculous Mm -hmm. apparently the um the whole Nazi plot was inspired by a very controversial biography of Errol Flynn that suggested that he was a kind of sleeper agent 
Oh, yeah? Okay, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That'd be kind of nuts to have that reveal yeah. later on in life. So who knows? Maybe, maybe it was true. Um, and even, like, some of the, the dialogue is, like, in I think wouldn't work in other movies, works in this one. Like, uh, when when he ha- when, when uh, he asks, like, how do I look? And yeah, Alan Arkin's like, you look like a hood ornament. Yeah. Like, some of those lines is like, you're going to flip upside down in a bean field. Like, <laughs> it's just so ridiculous and over the top. I think it plays really well. Yeah. Um, and it's not like this movie got wrecked by critics. It's got like a 62 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think it's 62 or 63. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't, it only just barely made its money back. It made like 46 million over 40 for the budget. Yeah, which is. It's not really making your money back. And they banked so hard on this being yeah. like their, their Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they kept, they kept trying. They wanted a franchise so bad. I mean, you can look, I mean, maybe this is like the beginnings of them wanting Marvel. You know, not having these characters in their mm-hmm. staple. And here's another interesting Disney connection is that their original choice, Tony, for your, for Cliff was Johnny Depp. No way. Yeah. That would have been terrible. I, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I would have felt about that. That would be really bad. Yeah. Kevin Costner and Matthew Modine were the first choices. And Kevin if you Costner, were, I, I, would, I would have done Matthew Modine too. Well, yeah. I mean, if you were an eight year old kid too, in the summer, the summer of 91 was awesome because it was this. Mm hmm. Prince of Thieves and Terminator 2. Oh, wow. That's a good sign. So that was like, you know, if you were like a little well, kid, I, you were like. I so, was a baby. I was nuts with seeing The Rocketeer. I was dropped off at the theater to see it, and I celebrated after seeing it by strapping on my real Ghostbusters proton pack. I, removing, was. <laughs> I, re, I didn't have the. Because yeah. they didn't make it. They did make one, no. Which is ironic because they were all about the toyeticness of this film, which yeah. is what Katzenberg wanted. That's why he switched it from. A touchstone release to, to a Walt, Walt Disney, Disney Pictures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, all they wanted was the name, I think. Yeah. But they wanted to sell toys. But I don't remember any toys for it other than the shitty rubber Rocketeer figure that you could just bend the arms right. to. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And how old were you? You were like 11? I was 11. Yeah. Yeah. I was one. So. And I. I flew around my neighborhood with uh, my Ghostbusters for a time. Hey, listen, the best part of toys is when you got an imagination, they can be anything. They can be anything. It's true. So, yeah. I think that's the best part. Um, uh,. Vincent D'Onofrio turned down the role. Can you imagine Vincent D'Onofrio Ooh. as the Rocketeer? No. Yeah. Hard no. But he, but he wanted to play it as Private Pile. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So Dennis Quaid, Kurt Russell, Dennis Quaid, Kurt Russell, Bill Paxton, and Emilio Estevez auditioned. Really? See, I think Quaid would have been fun. That yeah. would have been young, I think Paxton young, would have been great. Young Quaid or young uh, Paxton I love, a, been. I love I a Dennis too. Quaid. Mm-hmm. A little D Quaid Watch action. that. Yeah, I want to watch that. Yeah, Young D. Quaid was a stud. He was a stud. He had, he had the best abs, man. Yeah, Middle-aged D. Quaid, still a stud. Still pretty studly. Yeah. I'll agree with that. Uh, like, Frequency? <laughs> I love Frequency. I think it's an underrated movie. Um, so just this is, I know it's, this is we have to suspend disbelief for certain things, but uh, just Cliff, when you, when you mess up a, a shot of a movie, don't say the name of the person you're there to see on set because exactly they're gonna get. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like that's I think what you were talking about with their relationship. Like you got to have the wherewithal to not blow the cover of your girl because she's probably gonna get fired. Yeah, because you're not you're supposed to be stupid, there. It was a different time. It was a different. If you're that <laughs> stupid, you don't get my love. So you're, for that role, people who were considered Sherilyn Finn. Okay. Uh, probably coming off of uh, Twin Peaks. Uh, Kelly Preston, Diane Lane, and Elizabeth McGovern were all considered. Really? Interesting. Yeah, Kelly Preston could have been fun. Yeah. Kelly Preston. Jennifer they certainly Connelly, have the though. same 
I also think Diane Lane could have been fun, but I, I think Jennifer Connelly did a. Diane Lane was a baby. I love 90s Connelly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. That was honestly like, <laughs> career opportunity. Yeah. I know that's so weird, but that that is the one thing that didn't hold up for me was that was was her and, and Billy and just not. Yeah, their relationship just I was like, oh, yeah, this they just, a pass I just felt me. like they didn't like. I felt like they just like kind of held back a little bit. And I think again, maybe what the role called for, and they don't necessarily have the skill set for. It, but I mean, that's me playing armchair director, and I don't know anything in that capacity. If so. anybody wants to sort of relive the Rocketeer, there is a bar and in North Hollywood called Idle Hour that when you go back behind the bar, there's a little patio and there is a like full scale replica of the Oh the Rock uh, No of the uh Bulldog Cafe. Oh very cool. Yeah. What? Yeah. Nice. It's really cool. Wait, a, what is the name little, of this? It's called Idle Hour. I think it's on it's Idle on the corner Hour? of Lancashire and <laughs> I've walked past this. Yeah. It's uh it's like it's that building that's shaped like a barrel like a beer barrel. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never seen this. Yeah. Wow. Um, I think one of the reasons I I was drawn to this character is like he just does look super cool in regards like a 30s. Yeah, his jacket is so I love that jacket, jacket, leather gloves, sleek gold helmet. Yeah, uh, that's working for me from the neck up. Really? You didn't like that helmet? I think the haircut was too 90s. Yeah, the haircut was was too 90s. Yeah. It was but they they were trying to go for nineties, thirties, yeah. 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 But, but those like, are two decades that don't get along. No, nope, not and at all. Also, Does thirty get along with anyone? <laughs> and also, when you make a movie that's going to come out in the nineties, I see that you're trying to be like, oh, it's a little nineties, but you know what hairstyles are still considered kind of cool from the forties, where you could put that on them, it would look nice. Right. But now when we watch it now, you're just like, oh, that's a bad nineties haircut. Yeah. But it does avoid a lot of nineties trap. There's no like. Speaking of Robin Hood, there's no Brian Adams song on the That's soundtrack. True. Well, yeah. Which can we talk about how amazing James Horner's score, score is? is great yeah, score. Top ten for him. It's my, amazing. My yeah. long lost relative, James Horner. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I this would is love... one of the few scores that he doesn't really pinch from previous scores that he's yeah. done. You know, it feels wholly original. Yeah, I think especially the the theme. Yeah, the theme is great. You can still hear it. Uh, if you're outside the the fountains of the world in Epcot, or if you're in line so for Soren, yeah, wow. that plays on the loop, the uh-huh. Soren loop. Interesting. Yeah, so it's still around. I mean, the Rocketeer. It's interesting because Disney usually when there, it's, there's a flop, Disney just like buries it. Yeah, yeah, drags it in the trash can, deletes. But this one, but has... this one has kind of maintained. You'll see like figures. I'm wearing a shirt that I helped yeah. uh, put out a couple years ago. Um, that, uh, I want that shirt so bad. Yeah, it's I'll, a great I'll shirt. You, I'll find you one. Um, Thank you, Drew. I will you know, pay there's top toys, dollar. There's toys every once in a while. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. still some remnants of it. Yeah, so you'll Disney, see the statues around Disney sometimes of the Rocketeer. Right? Yeah, well, if anyone go, went to Disneyland regularly, there was the uh, popcorn stand outside of Space Mountain. Yeah, you had the little that. Rocketeer guy that was like really the popcorn. Yeah, they just got rid of it. Like maybe why would a they year get ago. rid of that? I know it's amazing, but there's still the PB's refreshment stand at Disney, Disney's Hollywood Studios in Florida, which used to be Disney MGM Studios, mm-hmm. and they had a big promotion for that when it came out. They had a uh, nighttime show called Sorcery in the Sky, which was narrated by Vincent Price. And Ooh. at one point, there was actually like a Rocketeer bit where there was somebody on a rocket pack. Uh, that's cool. That was really cool. Nice. And then if you walked out in front of the the you know the fake Chinese theater, there's the Rocketeer with the Chinese blast, yeah. the blast marks, mm-hmm. which actually tied into a deleted scene. There's a moment in the movie where you see the Chinese theater and he's sort of like flying off. Yeah, the yeah. 
So that was the sequence where there was somebody working on like a the marquee or a scaffolding or something, and he saved that person. So that was the end of that shot, uh, and that's why his blast marks are in front of the Chinese theater yeah, in Florida. You, you know, like wow. you know they. You know Spielberg is very is known for doing gags. Like yeah. he'll build scenes and shots over doing little gags like that. Yeah. And this movie is full of little touches that are like Spielbergian, if you want to yeah. call it. You know, I know that's because you know Johnson, Johnson worked, worked with them, them yeah. or whatever, but there are those little, like those wink kind of yeah. make you make you smile, make you grin in your seat type moments in yeah. this movie. Yeah. They're so fun, and the movie is. I don't know. I think the movie has, I think it's fun, has held up very well. Yeah, I, I liked watching it. It was the first movie to premiere at the renovated El Cap. That's right. Yeah. So I know we've all been to El Cap That was Cap a big times. Yeah. thing for them back yeah. then. And I think it was after 75 years mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. So. And back to the helmet, you know, mm-hmm. like the director in Katzenberg fought over the helmet. Over the, the really? helmet. Katzenberg, really? or I'm sorry, uh, director in No 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 Surprise here, uh, Eisner. Okay. Michael Eisner oh, really? fought over the design of the helmet. He wanted a more traditional NASA E type helmet. That would look so That would have dumb. been bad. And also goes against what's in the, the iconography comic. of yeah. yeah. So they fought for that helmet and you know that uh, obviously the, the the character has a very iconic silhouette. Yeah. Yes. And mm. okay, I don't I I can't think of a more perfect shot in this type of genre other than maybe Batman 89's last shot. Right. Uh but when Rocketeer when he's holding the gun and he turns and yeah. he strikes that that pose, like yeah. that is so it's awesome. cool and iconic and badass. Like that is, like that's just a great. You still. can tell there was a little bit of give and take in terms of like how much she was gonna have the helmet off. Right. You know, it's like oh, you need to see his face. Yeah. But it's so cool. It's such a amazing design. And whenever I see like cosplay for Rocketeer, yeah, I'm always impressed. The, that's I used a to lot work, of work to do. Yeah. I, I used to work with a guy who uh, made. Like all his own props, like mm-hmm. he would buy the kits and make it. So he made a Rocketeer helmet and brought it into work one day. Got to put it on. It was it was amazing. really awesome. Power. Power. Yeah, I just Feel I want the, the jetpack though. I want to know yeah. where I can get one of those. What we should just start working on it. Yeah, I got a lot of cosplaying. But I want gum do. blocking the yeah, hole. Yeah, that part. Is I like so how good. they set that up right up top. In the yeah, right, and they pay it off. Yeah, awesomely. so well. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, and, are, the, and the photo. Mm-hmm. And the photo. Yeah. Yeah. Everything pays off really well. I, my favorite sequence in the whole movie is the third act like the fight on the zeppelin that yeah. is like it's cool like no no hyperbole that is james bond level yeah type seven and no i'm not making a joke either because mm-hmm. it has yeah. timothy dalton but that is such a like if i was an indiana jones or a bond movie at that time like crap like yeah. i gotta borrow from that yeah, yeah. Like that it's cause it goes i mean it hits all the beats that scene needs to hit like in mm-hmm. terms of tension and stakes and it just unfolds in a, at a really good clip and, a, and at a really good scale that, I mean, 25 years later, like, still holds up. Yeah. And that, that's a set piece you could put in any movie now and still be, all right, that's awesome. It's so good. Uh, did we love uh, Rick Baker's Lothar makeup? Ugh. Is that a little too cartoony? A little too that was, cartoony. That was it's that, Tracy. Yeah. yeah. Because that was, was a Tracy up, touch. Up to that point, there wasn't anything similar to it. So when he kind of like appeared, I was like, Bleh. it took me out of it a bit because I, I had Dick Tracy PTSD. He yeah. was a former basketball player. That shouldn't surprise anyone. And he also played Rock in Ace Ventura Pet Detective. <laughs> Giant. That's guy. right. He yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
It's like fine. If Can we talk about a, one but... of the great sequences for me? Uh, was the animated sequence the like when he shows him? Oh, the film. The, okay. Oh, the the Nazi propaganda yeah. film. Yeah, that is so good. It's yeah. really well drawn. Yeah, yeah, it was done by Walt Disney Feature Animation. So really, yeah, they. Do you know who it. like oversaw? I that? don't know who oversaw it. I can look that. Up. I heard a rumor that it was like Brad Bird. Oh, I really? doubt that. I, I doubt that's. No, the animation was supervised by Wes Takahashi. Uh, although the, no, that's he must have supervised the stop motion animation. See, that's nuts to me that they got that sequence done because, uh, and it's a, so well done. I mean, obviously Disney you know, delivers ten times out of ten yeah, on right. the animation front, mm. but this movie started shooting like the fall of ninety, yeah, and was done January ninety one and hit theaters June. Yeah, 91. that's a very like, quick turnaround a, on a, with the special effects that needed to be done and. Were they trying to compete with anything? Was there anything coming out that they were trying no, to No, I mean get they they No, I, I I don't think so. That they they were targeting like like Batman's weekend mm-hmm. for June it, I mean but the equivalent of Batman's weekend right. for June 91. Mm-hmm. And I I think they were the big gun, but they, it didn't do It didn't do it only like made like 9 million in its opening weekend something like which that. Which is nuts. Like because that teaser poster is so iconic. The Art that Deco. poster is one of the great. I think that's one of the great posters of all time. In the history yeah. of cinema. On on any list, you you see that in the top ten somewhere, or top fifteen at least. Yeah. That's th- like overall, when I talk to people about this movie, it's rare that anyone will talk shit about it. You know what I mean? Like generally speaking, it, I don't run into too many people who like say bad things. But like it's it just in like the film world, it's just not really given a second thought. Right. No. And I and I don't understand why, because I think that again, like for me, this was this was superhero stuff for me as a kid. Yeah. So it's because critics take themselves so seriously. It's got a great vibe. I think it mm-hmm. like it feels very like optimistic and very kind of like classic Disney. Like this feels like a wonderful world of Disney, you know, movie that they'd show on Sunday right. nights. Mm-hmm. Um so it felt kind of like a Disney Channel original movie to me, to be honest. But it is beautiful. Big budget. Like the, the widescreen yeah. photography. I, I don't know. I think it's. Oh, it's very, yeah, it's very beautiful. Um, so last year, news broke that a reboot slash sequel was being developed. Yeah. By Max Winkler and Matt Spicer. And this was going to be set in the Cold War and feature a black female rocketeer how do you feel about that rachel i feel like that's a great idea i think it's a great idea too that would have been fun I'm okay been with yeah it right. sounds really yeah, yeah. let's let's do I wonder it how they would... that'd be awesome tessa thompson tessa thompson you mm-hmm. have tessa you thompson have billy camilla sort of a elder statesman he's probably pretty well he's preserved hold, he's actually holding up pretty good yeah, yeah, yeah i saw some pictures yeah. of him he's not doing too bad yeah. all right so throw him in there. So he does look more like a villain now that he's older. So I'd be like, I don't trust you, even though I know you're so the original. Maybe that could here. be the twist. Yeah. He's actually working for the Kremlin. It's like it's like uh, Charlie's Angels full throttle. I just want to bring PV back. Bring PV back. Yeah. He's Alfreding this entire situation. Yeah. He's even more snarky and curmudgeony than he was before, which I think is great. Maybe, was this the beginning of the Alan Arkin curmudgeon period? I think maybe it was. Yeah. Because he really goes. Kind of he leans into curmudgeonly yeah. mentor figure. Mm-hmm. I think so. Big fan of that. Big fan of McFarlane USA. Was that the movie he was in? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I insist. Because you were talking about the box office. Okay. Uh, How little did it make? So, it's it came out June 21st, 1991. And Batman 89 came out June 23rd, 1989. So, it was going for that weekend. Mm-hmm. It's main competition, the only new release it was up against was Dying Young. And that kicked its butt. 
Really? Really? That movie it is It made a 1.25 million more. And Rocketeer opened at number four. Now, just out of curiosity, since, you know, what was the marketing like for this movie when it was coming out? What, what the was... trailer is on the Blu-ray. It's like the only special, special feature. feature. Yeah. They, I remember, I remember a lot of TV spots. I remember the ad slicks in the newspaper. I remember that poster. Yeah. But the post, they, they didn't really do putting the actors on the poster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I will. Yeah. I, that's what I would say. Is Cause I think the when the poster came... is a beautiful poster, but in terms of selling what movie, this movie yeah. is, ooh, maybe not, not, not great, mm-hmm. but it went for the minimalist kind of Batman. Shield. But they never did the, like the, the, the art on the disc, the cover art yeah. for the disc. That was not a theatrical poster, yeah. right? That was, no, made... that was new for the, yeah. Okay. And maybe that was, maybe their mistake was thinking that, anyone would know what this what character was. Because mm-hmm. if you put the Batman logo up, people know who Batman is. Yeah. He's been, you know, and he's been around for years. This came out years. like this came out in 82 under Pacific Comics, which I'm pretty sure is now defunct. Yes. So, you know, it did yeah, not have didn't... it didn't have the same like Batman has clout to it because it's Batman. Yeah. This is you you're kind of taking a flyer on a, a a fairly unknown comic brand in this regard. So I feel like you really got to up the marketing game at that point. And I, I understand why uh, the studio heads wanted a name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I exactly. And I'm really surprised that they didn't. Yeah. Get one. Um, well, it's like Men in Black was based on a Malibu comic, but it right. had Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. Right. This did not. I mean, now that. we've. I mean, Batman Begins has figured out for us how we cast comic book movies. Yeah. Like, yeah, you go big with the yeah. names and stuff like that. Yeah. Like or like that that unproven leading man who could become a leading man if this is a hit and you right. surround him with character actors. Or, yes. Um but it's just its competition was Robin Hood Prince of Thieves in its second week and it was number one that week. Right. Followed by City Slickers, which was three weeks out at that time and it was still it still came out what a time two. to be alive <laughs> city slickers city slickers in its third it. weekend in its third weekend made almost 11 million dollars and dropped 4.6 percent from the previous weekend that's a crazy hold and prince of thieves was like a 28 percent drop so clearly they underestimated the draw of those two films yes. mm-hmm. but dying young no one talks about dying no i've never heard of it yeah. it, it was gonna rachel would probably like it it's the Julia, Julia Roberts, Roberts, Campbell Scott. Julia Roberts is taking care of a cancer sick Campbell Scott, and they fall in love. Yeah, pass. Yeah. <laughs> it was like her first. Like before, this yeah. is like your new bold type. You're gonna just, you're gonna yeah you're gonna say it now. You're, and yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna talk down. <laughs> I mean, love dying young. It could happen. It's I won't count it out. Um. So let's pretend in a nice world that they did remake this movie. Did you guys have any ideas for who you'd want to put into it? I was having a little trouble, to be totally honest with you. I would actually think someone like Paul Rudd would be a good choice. Paul Rudd would be great, yeah. I but he he's got good. the Ant-Man thing. Yeah. I think you're channeling too much of that. Old, like, see, Should we cast the for ages? the remake? Yeah. Because Paul Rudd is kind of... He's 40s. Um, yeah. He's ageless, though, too. He's an immortal. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a vampire, <laughs> yeah. but... Um, <laughs> but I just... Like but Keanu looks, is also a vampire? Yeah. But he looks, you know, older than I don't know how old they were supposed to be in this movie. Uh, what, question, what's uh, what's his face from Winter Soldier? Sebastian, Sebastian Stan. Stan. Yeah, I feel like he nope. can maybe pull it up. No, you don't think so? Hard nope. pass. Really? Hardest Why would you want to want? He, he can barely sustain supporting role. I really, I really like. Yeah. Really, honestly, I thought he stole it in uh, Logan Lucky. 
Stole it. Yeah. Stole, I thought stole he was, what? <laughs> I thought with the little, the minimal screen time he had, and for the basically useless nature of his character, I thought he was re- really funny in that movie. Did you take ecstasy before you watched this movie? No, I was with Phil, and I was one hundred percent sober. We saw two different films. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I vote we don't put Sebastian Stan in. He could play a Nazi, I guess. I don't I know. Suppose. <laughs> yeah. I think um, if we're going with like the remake rules. Yeah. Or if they're going to cast an African American female as the Rocketeer. Yeah. I think Tessa, Tessa Thompson Tessa would be Thompson. awesome. Yeah. Or uh, uh, I'm going to mispronounce her name uh, from San Junipero. Oh, Gugu oh, um, yes. Yeah, yes. she's great. She's amazing. I think I would I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yeah, I could I could I think I would get down on that. Or Kirsty Clemens too. Mm-hmm. Oh, is, wait, is she from? She was in. Uh, was she in Dope? She was in Dope and yeah. Neighbors too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's great. She's, she's great. Yeah. Or we can just rebrand this whole movie, make it a comedy. Tiffany Haddish Ooh. from Girls Trip. I, okay, that would Girls be great. I would the, watch a Tiffany Haddish. I don't know if her brand of humor fits under the Walt Disney banner, though. I mean, I think that'd be hilarious. I think to they be should honest. make it fit. Yeah. And then you have Billy Campbell trying to. And I want him to make it 1940s again. Right. Oh my God, that'd be, be great. He'd oh be my like, God. You can't shoot a gun yet. And then she just is like, I'll shoot you. Just. <laughs> I watched crap out of that. All right. If they don't make that movie, I'm not watching it. I think they could. I mean, I'm all for more movies with female leads. Yeah. I think they could just reboot it with reboot. a female. Yeah. I think they could just reboot the movie as it is, too. Like they could yeah. just retell so that more story. more white men? Okay. Great choice. No, no. Great option. No, really, no, really he's, saying, wide no he's saying that you wow. can reboot it, but with a female lead. Yeah, just oh. do, do this story. See, the way that you worded it made it sound like, I'm all for female characters, but they oh, could also just reboot do it without, uh, I mean, you continuing could just, the legacy. You could just reboot it with without putting it in, but I think it would be better if you just stuck with, like, the same update story, the original yeah, story, that, yeah. but drop her in it and switch yeah. the. I think that I don't I, know that'd be believable in the forties. Well, no, I African. guess it wouldn't. No. <laughs> there was an African American female flying around in the forties. It would not no. end well. I wonder how they would find. Like I don't know how they would tackle it for the Cold War setting. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, can we just keep Russia and Europe out of it? Can just I, I mean, Russia is very. Yeah, you really hate that storyline, don't you? There's so many movies that do the know, Russia the, or the Nazi storyline because Nazis I've seen are an easy so villain. Many. Yes, yeah. it's an easy villain. Russia's they an were easy like a villain. Big deal. I'm like so Nazis. sick <laughs> of the easy villain. Get creative. Think out. You're already rebooting something. Do you really have to? Kate Blanchett, Russian Nazis. I just I think it should be illegal in Hollywood from here on out to have Nazis or Russians be the villains in any movies All because right. it's wow. ridiculous. You heard it here first. No more Nazis. No more Russians. Is this it's why boring. she hates Red October? No more teachers. No more books. But no one's Russian in that movie. None of the. I know, but some of the senior officers are. The, yeah, but the, the main, main cast. character. No. The my, main my cast. favorite is on the commentary when McTiernan goes. Sean's not what you'd call much of a linguist. <laughs> no. Hey, he was yeah. not going to do that I immediately accent. was like, well, I'm taken out of this movie. Um, all right. Well, I think maybe we should just go around for general, if we would recommend watching this. Oh, okay. F yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Go watch The Rocketeer. It is fun. 90%. Okay. We need a, we need a Rocketeer like, attraction. To I feel like World. I need to rewatch it, honestly, because I think I went in not knowing what the heck I was getting. I and it was watch it after the rewatch. I watched it twice. It I watched was, it yesterday. I watched it today. It nice. was uh, It was not. That's I joy. had no idea what I was getting into, and it was on the opposite end of the spectrum. 
from what I thought I was getting into. See, I, so think, I feel like I need to watch it again. I know, like I remember, like reviews said it's the airborne Indiana Jones. Right. I don't think the movie achieves that tone. Yeah. Yeah. But parts of it. I disagree. With I don't that. know if it's going for that though. I mean, I think that was a very easy thing. I think it's just an easy, to, to, an easy to, brand yeah. to throw yeah. on there. But it's like I don't know. This was. I don't know. It's so American and it's so positive and it's so I don't know. It just if it feels like such a great Disney movie. It's so strange to me mm-hmm. that they were thinking about putting it under touchdown. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it very feel very like weird. It feels like a Disney movie. Yeah, very weird. But I would say watch it. It's yeah. I think it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's sort of hard to watch. I guess there's a Blu-ray, but it's not streaming. It is a touch long. It's not great my, quality. Yeah, just a touch long. It probably yeah. could have could stand to cut like 15, 20 but minutes. But I like this. it. There's so much, like, there's just so much in it, though, too. There's all the, the so FBI lean. versus the the gangsters mm-hmm. at the beginning. All that stuff. And then is they like, all team up. To, yeah. Because that's the only the only thing you can unify those sides Nazis. against Nazis. is Nazis. Nazis. Thank you, Take Rachel. note, United States. Unify against Nazis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, Indiana Jones is big. Yeah. Dropping the Nazis. Not dropping the Nazis. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, seems like pretty well received. Finally, I picked a movie that everyone seemed to enjoy. I yeah, still, savor the flavor, listeners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. My pick's pretty polarizing. Oh, yeah. So. Well, oh. we're going to do general recs. I got to think of one. I don't go. know if I have. Someone go first. Um, Rachel just finished the bold type. <laughs> so. I know, but I've already recommended the bold type, though. Okay, I, I got a recommendation. Every right. time. Parenthood on Netflix. Been binging the hell out of that show. Wow. I'm crying it. a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm crying a lot. It's my new Friday Night Lights level obsession. Wow. This show was robbed of all the Emmys. It wasn't even given a shot. It's it's not right. It's not right. It's so good. Wow. I guess I'll recommend that. I've only, I mean, the only one season that episode has aired, but the new American Horror Story seems to be off to an intriguing, intriguing start. start. Uh, although it's very painful to relive election night uh, again. Yeah. Yeah, too it, soon. Too right soon. Right yeah, mm-hmm. but it seems like it, this is the only season without a supernatural element, which is interesting. Um, well, give it four or five episodes. Yeah, the hell mouth will open in Sarah Paulson's head or something. That's like true. That. Looking forward to seeing Lena Dunham as the woman that shot Andy Warhol. Um, so yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. I haven't watched it yet, but I know that it's going to be good. Um, but you're the worst. Came back last oh, night yeah. for season four. I just, that's really. Fun. I just started season three the other day, so I can try so to catch good. up. So uh, good. Yeah, I caught up recently, and so I'm very excited that it's back. I missed my terrible, horrible friends. Um, I identify far too much with Lindsay, but uh, yeah. So watch you're the worst, and make you feel better about yourself. Um, is, did we recommend it on the last podcast? No. No. Um, yeah, I. I just saw it last week, uh, the special movie phone fan screening, and it was. A, I'm not a horror fan, and I really liked it. Yeah, um, same. I'm also I, so, not a clown fan. Yeah, not a clown fan, not a horror it. fan. Still, I found it to be a very accessible movie, even but if you you're are not a fan, fan of children in peril. It's yeah, I love seeing down. kids scream. I don't know what the deal is, uh, but oh, weird. Yeah, let's not. This, is, this podcast just turned into an Amber Alert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I can't. Le- I, I, le- I legally can't edit that out, so <laughs> it's just gonna stay in. Um, but it was really good. It, it does pretty uh, solid justice to the book. Um, the the cat the chemistry in the cast is awesome. Yeah, I, the kids that, are great. Yeah, the kids, yeah, the kids, are, kids amazing. are pretty pretty fantastic. So if if you are looking to get scared this weekend, uh, go see it. And outside of Girls Trip, I think it's the funniest movie in theaters right now. <laughs> it, Honestly, it's surprisingly it's funny. funny. Yeah, and watch, it was surprisingly watch, funny. Uh, watch our videos too of the kids. Tony did an amazing job. Uh, 
we played Name the Clown with the kids, mm -hmm. and it's hilarious. That was pretty fun. Yeah, they were great, too. Yeah. They were very good at that game. They knew so many more movies than I was shocked that that kid knew Devil's Rejects. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know. You were like, why he was are you a, watching like, that? He was, a, <laughs> like he was a little spark plug. Yeah. He was real excited. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Well, um, Phil, did you recommend anything? Yeah. 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 Parenthood. Parenthood. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, and then the next movie is my is it my pick? I believe I haven't it, picked in like eighteen months. No, you picked well more recently than yeah. I did. That was like two okay. episodes ago. Let's hear. Yeah, my pick is the highly underrated, not misunderstood, two thousand and I think one classic, Josie and the Pussycats. I hate you. You know so this much. is perfect timing. You saw that they're reuniting in uh, yeah, Los they, Angeles. They are, and I hate. I. I'm... You don't get to hate me. You brought Super Mario <laughs> oh, Brothers God. here. Mm. Nothing I can Josie, pick. I watched my Josie friend Oscar Montoya is gonna love that we picked this movie, but it is not as bad as Super Mario Brothers. Not even by far. Super but it's Mario not good. Have a prime time. And you can't awesome. sing along to an amazing soundtrack th from Super. Are you gonna Mario get Brothers. the new vinyl? Mondo's yes, putting I am. It out? Yeah. I am. I'm okay. gonna buy it. Um. All right. Well, on that note, yeah, <laughs> Tony's um, gonna go light himself on fire. Yeah. That's fine. We don't need it. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Like and subscribe. Um, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, iTunes, iTunes, all that stuff. Leave a review. It helps. Um, if you have a movie you'd like us to watch, hit us up on uh, Movie Phone's Twitter or on our Facebook page. Please give us context, though. Don't just say Yeah, a movie don't name. just name a movie. Say, like, hey, I'd like you to listen to this for second run. Because sometimes people just send yes. us a message with a movie in it. Sometimes and we I don't... just get Batman. And I'm yeah, like, okay, it's like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Rachel's looking at every comment, so. Cool. All right, All right. well, until next time, folks. Latris on the men, Jay. Latris on the men, Jay. How do I look? Like a hood ornament. <laughs>